Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing on this fine Wednesday? Good. Good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) You guys should know that we've worked really hard to bring you this episode. We tried to record it. People, little people were not cooperating. Yes, the the little forces were working against us, but by a miracle, here we are the day before. The day before. (laughs) You're going to listen to this tomorrow. That's how late we are on this one. So (laughs) we'll just jump right into it. This is part two. Uh, Part two uh, of, yeah. Here we are talking over each other. We're still Skyping too. It's not ideal. Sorry. Sorry for the sound quality and for us talking over each other all the time, but you yeah. get what you get when we're in a pandemic. And I was like having very good hopes that we were like going to steer clear of this. And now we're not. <laughs> no, we're just like riding the waves of it. Yep. Here we are right in the middle, splashing yep. around, trying to catch our breath. But hey, such is life. And here we are. I'll Talk about one- murder. Or disappearances in this case. Yes, true. So as we were both trying to say, we this is part two of, I'm holding up two fingers right now, you guys can't see that, of the Madeline McCann case. Um, brief synopsis, Madeline was a three-year-old, almost three-year-old girl that went missing from a resort in, I believe, Puerto Rico in 2007. Um, If you haven't listened to last week's episode and you've been living under a rock and know nothing about this case, go back and listen to that one first. Yes. Madeline McCann, part A. Um, This part two, part B, flip the cassette tape, whatever you want to call it, um, is about the updates that are like developing as we speak. Like I'm just reading an article right now from an hour ago. Yeah. So like, as you heard on the last episode, um, this happened back in 2007, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there was kind of ongoing investigation, but like nothing came of it until all of a sudden right now, um, it ramped back up again. So we have some updates. Yeah, nothing like super concrete yet. So this may be something that we come back with a part three when they get enough evidence to arrest this guy. Yes. Because they have a suspect that they're like, I would say they're like 98% sure it's him. They can't charge him yet. He's already in jail for raping and beating a 70-some-year-old woman. Yeah, this guy is real nasty. Yeah, he gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, so um, his name is Christian Bruckner, or Bruckner, I'm not sure. Christian B, as they were calling him right away anyway. Um, He is a German pedophile, basically. (laughs) I thought you were going to say a German national, but you went with pedophile, which is also accurate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. I just feel like we should call it like it is. Yeah, this guy's the nasty of all nasties. Um, so he is serving a jail sentence right now for the 2005 rape of a tourist, I believe an American tourist. I'd have to look again here, but um, this lady was like 70 some years old and he had her chained to a post and was raping and beating her. And so that happened in 2005, but he likely was not or he wasn't arrested until 
Oh God, I don't even know how long he's been in jail for this one. But it's but he was free at the time that Madeline disappeared and was staying at a resort or not even a resort at an apartment near the resort where Madeline disappeared from. Yeah. And so along with um, this rape of the 70 year old woman, he also um, had been investigated. I don't believe arrested, but they're investigating him for at least two other cases of rape for Mm -hmm. children. And um, this had happened back in Germany. The German authorities did tell the Portuguese authorities, I believe, that he was, you know, a red, I don't, I don't know how they do it over there, if it's the same kind of thing, like registered sex offender or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But they were aware that he was a nasty pedophile, but they didn't, like, record it properly, so he basically flew right under the radar. So there's really not, like, a ton known about his life, I guess, prior to when he started getting in trouble for all these criminal acts. And that's basically how you're able to follow kind of where he was, what he was doing. He actually has a friend that at one time he lived with and spent some time in prison with. I think that's how they met. And then they became roommates because I guess that's the logical thing to do. And, uh, the friend was like, so these people, the cops came to talk to this friend in Austria uh, his last name is Tachi. Tachi. <laughs> um, and he said that as soon as the police came to Austria to find him, he knew exactly what it was, was about. And they said, I guess, that they specifically were like, um, they said, he said that they were very clear with him from the very first time they met him. They are investigating Maddie McCann and Christian Bruckner, and I told them I knew it was him already. I was convinced. So, like, that's great, but if you were so convinced it was him, like, did you have... What have you been doing this whole time, just sitting on this info? So, when he got put in prison for raping the 72-year-old woman, he was found partially by... There was footage of him raping and torturing this woman on a recorder, a camcorder, whatever you want to call it, um, that was taken from a farmhouse he was staying at near where Maddie disappeared. So, like, he was kind of in this area at this time. So, and I guess he was, like, bragged about um, all this, like, I don't want to call it the dark web. What do they call it? Like, the black market stuff. Um he talked about selling kids to Morocco for like sex trade and was always watching like not good stuff. Yeah. So he seemed like he was real icky and real open about it, especially with this friend. Mm-hmm. And I guess this friend said, so he watched a documentary about this case, which is like, I guess we talked about this in the previous episode, but I would say that this is like the UK version of John Benet Ramsey. Like it's yeah, for sure. That's that's how big it was at the time. So he was watching a documentary about this disappearance of Maddie, and he said he knew immediately that it was his friend. Well, I know you don't have any evidence, and he's like, I just knew it was him, and then. Two days, like two or three days later, there was cops at his house. So, like, they were clearly they've 
from what we've determined, they've clearly been on this guy's trail for quite an amount of time. Yeah. He looks kind of similar. I would say not like super similar to the sketch of the guy, but we all know how sketches. Yeah. And I mean, this guy's kind of average looking. Yeah. He is very average looking. Average in an icky way. (laughs) Yeah. But like first picture I saw of them, I was like, or I saw of him, I was like, oh, like he looks very normal. But then now once you read about him, it's like, he's not normal. He's disgusting. Like, you know what I mean? He just seemed kind of. Yeah. Just creepy vibes. So Maddie's parents basically have been told that it's a very, very good chance that Maddie is dead. Um, I believe that maybe at this point they even know a little bit more, but they're really not saying anything um, about what could have happened to her because they're still trying to build this case against Bruckner. The only good thing is, is he's in prison, so he's not going anywhere. <laughs> right. And I don't think he's there for, like, a super long amount of time, so they better get their poop in a group and, like, get their evidence that they need. But, mm. but yeah, they, they basically know it's him, and they just need to get the evidence to prove it. Right. Um, They've found two vehicles that he was using at the time of her disappearance. So they're like doing a bunch of testing and evidence and stuff on those. So um, one of them is even a van that they think he was like living in and he might have been living in it at the time that Maddie was disappeared. So that's going to be like a really big thing. Um, Also, he had a Jaguar. Apparently that's cool. Uh, I know nothing about cars, guys. So, And apparently, so the car was originally registered in Christian Bruckner's name. One day after Maddie disappeared, the car was registered to somebody else in Germany. Well, that's One not fishy day. at all. So they're going to get him. They are. I also read somewhere that they were, they had um, a saliva sample that they were going to oh. retest, too, now that they have... Um, you know, something, someone to compare it to. Yeah. So this one was hard to find like really good info on because I've, I've found that a lot of the articles are really tabloidy. Like there was a lot of, it was really hard to find a lot of like concrete for sure information on this one. And just with everything that's coming out all at once, it's just kind of like, so much speculation and craziness. And I think that's worth noting too, is that this is still so like real time that there's not like, like so many of the cases that we have, you know, you have like a timeline of this happened, this happened, this happened. Where in this one, you, we don't really have that yet. They're still working on building that, but uh, I was wrong too. I said P- Puerto Rico, it was Portugal, but regardless, it's, she went missing on vacation. <laughs> um, and should note for you guys too that I looked up what a tapas restaurant is, and it's basically <laughs> like a bunch of appetizers that like are together to make a meal. So it's like most people's dream, like all the dips and <laughs> like an appetizer night. Like I wouldn't be mad about being known as the tapas seven. <laughs> yeah, but now they um, they it's like a fancy thing, you know, of course, which I'm. Not whatever. <laughs> yeah, not much fancy here. I drink wine, and that's about. about. 
1996, around that time, um, Bruckner was released. He was in prison for molesting a six-year-old girl at a playground. So he was, I just confirmed that, that he was actually arrested for that. So, yeah. And then I don't know um, the year I have for this little not-so-fun fact, um, 2016, they were investigating him on suspicion of multiple children's disappearances so I mean this is only four years ago so Maddie could very well have been part of that but Mm -hmm. they found 8,000 I literally was like 8,000 like I hope that's a typo but either way whether it be 8,800 pictures of child pornography and girls swimsuits yuck yeah, I don't know if they found this in his van or his apartment or wherever, but yeah, they found that on his property. Gross. And apparently he was like an expert. He called himself like an expert burglar and like liked to rob the apartments of like these luxury resorts, which if you remember, we talked ah. about in the first episode that there was somebody going around robbing these apartments. So. Yeah. So this I'm all no, makes sense. I should have been a private investigator because I can find out just about anything. <laughs> this is if true. Given the, if given unlimited funds and unlimited internet time, I can track <laughs> it down. Careful. You might get hired. Yeah. I mean, I kind of live off that stuff a little bit, though. Like, I like being a little bit of a sleuth. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so there is... So... So they called it an allotment, but it's basically like what we call land <laughs> here. <laughs> but these people say that um, they own the land now that Christian at one time owned, and they're afraid that um, Maddie's body is possibly buried there. So I'm wondering if that's something that they're looking into. Um, yeah, I guess he was... Talked to after a girl disappeared, a five-year-old girl disappeared in 2015. And then I guess this land is like a really isolated location. And he um, lived at this location when this Inga girl went missing. So they're wondering if Inga or Maddie is possibly buried there like if they moved her body later or I don't know that's my goodness it's also in the air yeah so like you wonder about this guy like is Mm -hmm. he responsible for a multitude of children going missing and Mm -hmm. possibly murdered and what are they going to find on that land yikes and apparently somebody who was friends with Christian Bruckner who owned this house before this woman that's, like, living there now and is like, I don't want to live here. Like, I want police to come and dig up the whole thing. There was a hole in the floor. And one day Christian told him he wanted to put a see-through glass piece of glass over it. So, like, what was under... Like, that's just very weird. Like, basically wanted to put plexiglass over it. So is that, like, a reminder of you for something? And I guess his friend said, what for? Um, just so you can look down into a dirty old cellar. And then he said, in retrospect, I think he wanted to build a Fritzl cellar like that guy in Austria who put his daughter down there. 
Like, oh what? Oh, my God. How is this guy slipping, like, so under the radar? Yeah, especially when he's, like, saying all these things to his and so-called he's friends. Shy. No. He's like, oh, look at all my child porn, and I'm shipping child. Like, so honestly, I don't have, like, I'm pretty sure it was this guy. That's my, the extent of my theory, probably. But I think he either, A, sold her, like, into sex trafficking and maybe did the same thing to this Inga or molested and killed her, which neither of which is a good option. And they're both terrible options. Yeah, that's my, I guess, my opinion, too. I mean, they obviously have, are working on their due diligence here and investigating it. Yeah, and I think it is helpful to them. I think they probably have quite a bit, but at this time they're just, like, really riding it out because... He's already in jail. So for them right now, it's not like a race against the clock before you hurt somebody else. Like, they've got time to build a really solid case, so they may as well. Well, and I found this interesting. So in Germany, um, a murder case, and I'm I'm taking a direct quote from a CNN article I was reading. Um, A murder case can only be opened if there's enough evidence that would make a conviction more likely than an acquittal. So they really have to have. And they don't have a body. Right. Which makes that pretty difficult. Yes. That's like number numero uno factor. So hopefully they get them. I mean, I think they're gonna. I think eventually somebody's going to know something because apparently he had lots of talking to do. So. Right. So maybe more people will come forward too, which could be helpful. Uh, yeah. So this is probably going to be one that we're going to have to end up doing a part three on at some point once we have a little bit more answers, I guess. And yeah, stay tuned. Once once we know, you'll know. Yes. We, we want to come back and be like, they got him. Mm-hmm. We'll have a new one for you, though, next week. Unless something crazy happens and they, like, charge him within the next week. I mean... Yeah, so whenever whenever the info comes, it will come to you. But until then, we will keep bringing you other cases and keep your suggestions coming. Yes. But until next time, guys, stay safe and lock your lock freaking the- doors. Bye. Bye.